This is Jason Stewart Percy, and you are listening to episode five of The Chaff in the Wheat. We're continuing our read through the book of Romans, and we're picking up in Romans chapter 13. We'll finish the book in this uh, particular episode. So we'll read Romans 13, 14, 15, and 16. And then in the next episode, we will begin our march through the book of Romans. Romans chapter 13. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good and you'll have praise from the same, for he is God's servant to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's servant an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's servants, God's ministers, attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandment, you shall not, the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet, and if there's any other commandment, all are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is, the high, it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly, as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus the Messiah, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him. Who are you to judge another's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he doesn't eat and gives God thanks. For none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, the Messiah died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? 
Or, or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of the Messiah. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there's nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Don't destroy with your food the one for whom the Messiah died. Therefore, don't let your good be spoken of as evil, for the kingdom of God isn't eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves the Messiah in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another, build up another. Don't destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. It is good neither to eat meat, nor drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he doesn't eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification or building up. For even the Messiah didn't please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the writings of the scriptures, might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to the Messiah Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Messiah. Therefore, receive one another just as the Messiah also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus the Messiah has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to the fathers and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this reason, I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, laud him, all you peoples. And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a root of Jesse and he who shall reign, shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him, the Gentiles shall hope. Now, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. 
Nevertheless, brethren, I've written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by God that I might be a servant, a minister of Jesus the Messiah to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have reason to glory in the Messiah Jesus in the things which pertain to God, for I will not dare to speak of any of the things which the Messiah has not accomplished through me in word and deed to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about to Illyricum I have fully preached the gospel of the Messiah. And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, to announce the gospel, not where the Messiah was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation, but as it is written, to whom he was not announced, they shall see, and those who have not heard shall understand. For this reason, I also have been much hindered from coming to you, but now no longer having a place in these parts, and having a great desire these many years to come to you, whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you, for I hope to see you on my journey, and to be helped on my way there by you, if first I may enjoy your company for a while. But now I'm going to Jerusalem to serve the saints, to minister to the saints. For it pleased those from Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor among the saints who are in Jerusalem. It pleased them indeed, and they are their debtors. For if the Gentiles have been partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to serve them in material things. Therefore, when I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I shall go by way of you to Spain." But I know that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of the Messiah. Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus the Messiah and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe, and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church in Sancria, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of you. For indeed, she has been a helper of many and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in the Messiah Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that's in their house. Greet my beloved Epinetus, who is the firstfruits of Achaia to the Messiah. Greet Mary, who labored much for us. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the, the apostles who also were in the Messiah before me. Greet Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in the Messiah, and Stachys, my beloved. Greet Apelles, approved in in the Messiah. Greet those who are of the household of, of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my countrymen. Greet those who are of the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, who have labored in the Lord. Greet the beloved Persis, who labored much in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermas, Patrobus, Hermes, and the brethren who are with them. Greet Philologus and Julia, Nereus and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. 
the churches of the Messiah greet you. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, be with you. Amen. Timothy, my fellow worker, and Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, my countrymen, greet you. I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, my host, and the host of the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the treasurer treasurer of the city, greets you, and Quartus, a brother. The grace of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, be with you all. Amen. Now, to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus, Messiah, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest, and by the prophetic writings, the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith, to God alone wise, be glory through Jesus the Messiah forever. Amen. Amen. I really want the Lord to bless you and keep you. I want the Lord to make his face shine on you and be gracious with you. I want the Lord to lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.